You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back, and we're back in a very big way. I am, uh, my mind's going about a million miles an hour. Tonight was a, uh, a, heck, a heck of an evening to be a, a fan of Detroit sports. A really, really impactful and awesome night for the city of Detroit on, on so many levels. So welcome. Welcome back. I know uh, uh, a lot of you have probably also uh, listened to Locked On Pistons. You, you should if you haven't. Okay, great program run over there. Good guy at host. But uh, but if you, but but you're here clearly because you're hearing me talk, and and what a what a what a wild evening to be a fan of Detroit sports. What a wild evening in sports. Period. Welcome to Locked On Tigers. By the way, I'm your host Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, July 30th. It is MLB trade deadline day, and I have been unbelievably overwhelmed the last 48 hours. Um, as, as for those of you who don't know, I also am the co-host at Locked On Red Wings and NHL Free Agency just opened up two days ago. So I, I've had to been keeping up with all that. And then uh, last night, when you're listening to this, <laughs> um, the NBA draft was happening. And I'm, I'm, I, I die hard all four of these teams in this city, man. I, I just love the city of Detroit. Um, so so my brain was, was all invested and, and into the NBA draft and us getting K'd. And then the Tigers played last night, and then we have the MLB trade deadline happening. So we have Anthony Rizzo and Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and and Joey Gallo. And oh my goodness, just a a, a ridiculous 48 hours for yours truly, for everybody that follows sports. But uh, as, as someone who, who gets paid to cover them, it has been a, it has been a wild 48-hour stretch. So uh, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of freeballing this one. We're just going to talk. And just see what happens. And and the cool thing is, if it turns out horribly, I can just delete it, get my thoughts together, wait a little bit, calm down, and then re-record. Nobody will know the difference. So if you're listening to this, that means I, I think it went well. And uh, me just just kind of going off the leash and, and kind of just spitting uh, tur- uh, turned out pretty well, I guess, according to, to my own evaluation. So welcome. Again, this is Locked On Tigers. I'm Scott Bentley. The Detroit Tigers won a game last night. And not only did they just win, they won, which clinches the third consecutive month of winning baseball for your Detroit Tigers. That means so much. That means so much. You know what's crazy is if we didn't have the the abysmal worst team in baseball first month and a half month, like month and a week of the season, we would literally be like in the wild card picture. We're not too far out of it as is, to be completely honest with you. Not not that I think we're going to make a playoff push or anything. We're we're eight games out, but but eight games out is not you know. Usually we're like thirty games out by this the last four years. <laughs> so excuse me if eight seems a little ridiculous, you know. Just uh, uh, so that that's three consecutive months of over 500 baseball. Now, May we were a game over 500. June we were a game over 500, 
And now we are three games over 500 with three games left in the month. <laughs> so we could be cutting it close, but but we are. This roster is not that. I love this team more than anything in the planet. To be honest with you, this roster is not should not be three two thirds of the season 500 baseball. Three fourths of the season, sorry, 500 baseball. This team is not good. This roster is not good, and yet we're 50 and 55 with three games left in July, heading into the trade deadline. That's really impressive. It not only speaks to the players and, and how much you know th- this team was, was overlooked and put in the bottom of every preseason prediction, including my own, by every single analyst on the planet. As they again, as they should have been. So props to these players, man. This, this city should be proud of this team, which, again, sounds ridiculous for a team that's five games under 500 and not even going to come close to making the postseason this year. But you should, because they shouldn't even be as good as they are. And the bigger picture, I've said it pretty much every episode since I took this job a month ago, this coaching staff is unbelievable. It's partly a culture thing. It's partly just being good at your job and situationally knowing how to manage a baseball game. It's a lot of factors, but they check all the boxes for every single one of those factors, and they hit them out of the park. This coaching staff is phenomenal. These players should all be so proud of themselves. This city loves this team, as we are seeing. We're seeing like like packed houses and, and people screaming and playoff-like atmospheres on 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 weekend games and stuff for, for a team that's well under 500 and probably going to finish the season at that. Unreal, man. I love this city so much. You can hear me smiling, you know? You know, you can hear someone smiling, you don't have to look at them. Oh, I love I loved you, Detroit. So unbelievably much, man. Gosh, what a night. What a night to be. I'm recording this at 11 p.m. The, the NBA draft is still going on. We're at the uh, the end of the first round here. Just uh, an emotional, just, man, what a cool night to, to be in this city. The city's different when we have winners. It really is. It's, it's, a whole, it's a whole new vibe and a whole new feel to it. And especially when, when, when you have people that want to be here. That's something that we don't have very often, man. 49 other states just just make fun of us pretty much the, the entire year. So when we get people that want to be here and they succeed, beautiful, man. Beautiful. All right, let's get into this game before I get too far down this rabbit hole. I'm probably going to go back on that topic to, to end, the, uh, end the show. But there was a baseball game played last night, and it was a Tigers victory, which is awesome. And then we got the trade deadline to talk about too. We got plenty, no shortage of content, which is great for me as a host. Before we get started, I just got to say, before we get started, as I say seven minutes in, um, we uh, this this episode is brought to you in part by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms and hosts today. All right, let's get right into it. Again, right into it, eight minutes in. Uh, Tigers played the Orioles last night. And it was a doozy. It was a fun one, man. Casey Mize Day, Miguel Cabrera turning back the clock, 
and Eric Haas staying hot. Just a really, really fun game. So we've all known that this July schedule was was very winnable and very easy. Um, and ending the month against the Baltimore Orioles is a is proof of that. Uh, this this Baltimore Orioles team is not good whatsoever. This is not a good roster. And honestly, they are they're further behind than we are, man. This this is not going to be a good roster for the next couple of years. Um uh, like like Rutschman's going to come up probably next season. That's going to be fun, you know, but but that's I mean that's one guy. And their their farm system isn't exactly, you know, some phenomenal we have 10 million a top 100 prospects farm system, you know, they they got Rutschman and then, you know, yeah. And they've had some cool stories. Right, Cedric Mullins in center is one of my favorite players in the league this year. He's electric to watch. I'm so happy he got the All Star game nod in center field. But but this team is still a very far ways away from being even remotely competitive. Especially, they just get the the horrible <laughs> luck of being in the AL East, <laughs> which is looking like it could have four people make the playoffs <laughs> from. That's not possible, but you get the point. Four people are are all in playoff in the playoff picture. I should have said that. That's the correct wording, and it looks like three people from that division could all make. We could have a division winner and both wild cards. Legitimately, both be uh, or all be from from the AL East. So that is a a tough situation to be in for the Orioles. This team is not good, and we won. And again, I say this all the time now, which is rare, or what has been rare. It's nice to actually beat teams that you're supposed to win. That that's awesome, and it's something we haven't we haven't gone into a series in years at this point. We're like, hey man, we should probably win this. You know, it's been a long time. So we'd be like, hey, we're better than them. We should be taking two of three and then going and actually do it. So that's nice. This game was so fun to watch, though, along with all the stuff. And they announced that that the Cade pick happened at Comerica on the jumbotron, and there's a huge standing ovation and stuff. So, like, on top of all that, then, then you have Miguel Cabrera with a two-home run night turning back the clock. You have Mize on the mound pitching a gem. Just just such a fun night. Such a fun night. We'll break it down more uh, analytically here after the break. But first, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? You did because you listen to me and it's all I talk about. I won't shut up about Built Bar, okay? There's something for everybody. Coconut, cherry. Raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Whatever your favorite flavor is, you can go to Built.com and get it immediately. Also, if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can get the mixed box. You get two of each of these nine delicious flavors. I love the mixed box. It's awesome. Changes up my day, spices up my day. I just reach in. I do like a grab bag thing where I'm just like, hmm, what am I going to pick today? And then I pick out a random one. And just uh, sometimes I don't even like open my eyes when I undo the wrapper. I'm just like, oh, like, and then I just take a bite. I'm like, let's see what flavor I get. It's this fun game I play with myself because I'm stupid. But Built Bar, awesome. Mixed box, awesome. The next time you order, you'll know what flavors you want. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're so good for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today. Get that salted caramel. Get that cookies and cream. Whatever you like. Built Bar is the also the official protein bar of the track and field team. You can eat what Olympians eat, baby. The Olympics are going on too. It's a crazy time to be a sports fan. And you can 
top it all off with a delicious built bar. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here at the Locked on Tigers podcast. Just a, a heck of a day. A heck of a day to be a, a fan of, of really any sports team. There's just the sports scene in general was just overwhelming the last couple of days. But on top of that, the, the city of Detroit specifically. Just a really, really fun evening last night. So that was capped off by Detroit Tigers victory. We love Detroit Tigers victories here. So Mai's on the bump. Not a lot of swing and miss stuff today. I'm going to be honest. Not a, not a lot of swing and misses. Only two strikeouts and didn't have any through the first three or even four innings. Um, so his final line, seven innings pitched, four hits, one run, but it wasn't earned. Zero earned runs, two walks, two Ks. So basically, as far as his ERA goes, he just pitched a seven-inning shutout. Only two Ks. So the swing and miss stuff wasn't there. So what? The week, It was all weak contact. All of it. All of it. It was beautiful to see, to be honest with you. I'm a big advocate for, for whiffs and swing and misses. I, I think it's uh, something that's very clearly very important in this game, and especially in, in today's day and age of baseball that is so three-outcome-y, right, where, where you have uh, so many strikeouts, more strikeouts than really ever before. Uh, swing and miss stuff is important. It's important that you can get those swing and misses. That being said, there is a lost art to getting consistent soft contact for an entire game. And this was an incredibly impressive start by Casey Mize, even though he didn't have the strikeout numbers to back it up. It was all week contact, all game. It was so impressive. It was so fun to watch. He was The cutter was moving in on lefties, getting really soft contact there. He used the splitter beautifully. His splitter tonight was very used to, to induce weak contact and really weak ground balls. He had like three or even four like slow dribblers back to pitcher's mound. One of them he had to make a hell of an athletic play to even get to and, and get the out at first, but just so, so impressive. And it's it's another start that makes you look at him and go, damn, he is starting to put it all together. And when he just goes through and it is all put together, like it's over. It's over for the American League, man. It, it is. Once he gets, okay, uh, the, the, the peak, you know, I'm going to get as many whiffs as possible and try to nibble Casey Mize. Once that version of him and tonight's version, last night's version of, of all soft contact all night, once those two form one just OP being, on the mound, it is over. And we're going to have an ace, a true dominant ace on our hands. It's so exciting to watch him grow. It's so exciting to watch him make adjustments and develop and grow right in front of our eyes. It's it's not a, he's not in the minors anymore. It's not a, oh, we'll, you know, we'll see him eventually and then we'll, we'll see what he's got. He, he is literally making adjustments and growing while we are watching him. And that's so fascinating to me. So fun. Casey Mize, gold star tonight. Jose Cisnero came in. Uh, Jose Cisnero is someone that, I, as I talked about on yesterday's show, I would not be shocked if we traded someone that is, uh, if we were to trade anyone in our bullpen, it would be Jose Cisnero. 
uh, and he was, uh, the, the control left him, which is crazy because usually he has pretty decent control. Usually Soto's the one that's all over the place. Cisnero, the, the, he had three walks in an inning, <laughs> gave up a run. Uh, not, not how we drew it up for sure. Um, no K's, three walks, one run in one inning. Definitely not the, the performance that the front office, if they are taking calls on him is looking to, to have the day before the trade deadline, but still only gave up a run, still a very comfortable inning, a win for the Tigers. Not a very big deal. And then Michael Fulmer gets the ninth. What a cool moment. Michael Fulmer back from injury gets the ninth strikes out the side on 13 pitches. A perfect inning with three strikeouts. Awesome moment. He had a little nice little scream at the end. The crowd was into it. Cade was a piston. Just, oh, the, the pinnacle. The pinnacle of last night. Sure. Just an awesome, awesome game. Awesome moment. The pitching was fantastic, like I said. Uh, the offense we'll dabble into here. Scopey. With a couple of knocks, uh, one of them being a double, he's uh, he's still here. There were some rumors flying around last night, and, and people were worried. You know, he he was a DH, and DHs are really easy to scratch. So people were thinking maybe, but he's still here at, at the time of this recording. I should say at 11 p.m. on Thursday, he is still here. By the time you listen to this, he might not be. And I will say, if we stay quiet at the deadline, you will see me Monday. If we make a move at the deadline, you might get an emergency mini episode out of me on uh, on Saturday. So just know that going into uh, going into the deadline. Okay. So uh, yeah, awesome, 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 awesome. Scopey getting in on it. Uh, Eric Haas with a couple of knocks, couple of RBIs. His OPS is now eight sixty. Love that man. Jamer Candelario, three knocks, baby. Three knocks, and one of them a triple. Jamer slugging percentage watch, 411, comfortably over 400 now. Not just, you know, jockeying back and forth, 401 to 398, blah, blah, blah. We are now at 411, which means his OPS is up to 770. Slowly inching back into the 800s where, uh, where he was for the entire last three quarters of, of 2020. Uh, Derek Hill with a nice hit. Derek Hill with two walks. I had someone uh, literally at me on, on Twitter, which I think is awesome that, that pe- anytime people that like don't usually draw walks, draw walks, I get like DMs and people adding me and stuff. And they're like, Hey, like <laughs> he must listen to the show. Look at all the walks. That's like one of my favorite things that people know me as like the Hey, this guy loves on base percentage. That, that makes me smile. Makes my heart happy. Uh, so Derek Hill with two walks. Awesome to see. Uh, two walks and a hit. He had a heck of a night, Derek Hill. So Derek Hill with a 421 on base percentage, which is very high. A th- almost 300 batting average, but a 298 slugging percentage. Phenomenal. Truly Derek Hill fashion there. Um, who else? Well, I think that's it for all the non-Miguel Cabrera people. So the last one being Miggy. Miggy goes up, turns back the clock, and it's it's his first game since they put up the sign in left field, right? It's the the first time that that we've had a home game since the uh, since the big sign in left with the hit counter and the home run counter got put up, and he 
puts two in the seats immediately. Goes from five away from 500 to three away from 500 in one game, in two at-bats. Awesome, awesome, awesome to see. Miggy with, with the two homers, both solo shots, and uh, got a walk in there for good measure too. His OPS is up to 680. If he can just be in that like mid-700s range, low 700s even, like I'll, I'll be a lot more okay with keeping him on the team and just letting him stockpile accolades, man, for real. It would be a lot easier to stomach. Uh, and, and and granted, you know, since mid-May, he's been better than he was at the start of the season. He's historically a slow starter. Whatever, I'm, I'm just rambling at this point. But it was just really nice to see on a night that was so important to the city that Miggy was like, hey, man, I, I'm important to the city too. Here's here's two jumbos. Awesome to see. All right. Let's uh, let's get into our final break here, and then I'll just kind of spit some random thoughts. Trade deadline, again, more about the city probably. I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of just free-balling it. So let's get into uh, to our last break here. BetOnline.ag. We all know that I, uh, I love me some BetOnline.ag. BetOnline's the fast and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, as you all know, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest nudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sports signings, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sign the signs anymore, baby. This is your chance to get in to the game. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, man. We are, uh, ladies and gents, we are here for our final segment of Locked On Tigers for today, heading into the weekend, heading into the trade deadline. Um, okay, so trade deadline, I guess we'll do that first, then we'll do kind of just like the city outlook and how fun last night was. More of that, because I've already kind of talked about it at length. But I'm, again, I'm still riding a high. Just such a fun night, man. The, the most fun and enjoyable night just across all the sports, just the sporting scene in this city has had in, in what feels like years. So I'm, I'm just... Soaking it all in. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm not going to bed anytime soon. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, trade deadline tomorrow. When you're listening to this today at 4 p.m. Uh, yes, it is on uh, Friday and not on Saturday. Even though Saturday is the last day of the month. You historically the deadline's always on the 31st. However, uh, they are making it the 30th this year. Uh, not for any like crazy reason, just because they don't want the deadline to be in the middle of a bunch of day games. Saturday is a, is a day game kind of a day. You're going to have some day games in there. Um, and uh, and if you do Friday, Friday I'm pretty sure is exclusively night games tomorrow. There might be like, I don't know, makeup games or something. But uh, they, they just didn't want to kind of juggle that. So you're, you're getting the deadline on the 30th instead of the 31st, which really doesn't change anything. Um, we've talked about Jose Cisnero yesterday's show, how he could be someone that, uh, that is, that is moved on from, uh, we've talked about who else? Scopey, obviously, obviously. Uh, and then we've talked about Robbie Grossman as well. And kind of the under the radar-ness of, uh, Robbie, of a potential Robbie Grossman move. 
So the only other people that I, I'm just going to point out anybody else, since this is the last day before the deadline, anybody else that uh, that has a possibility in my eyes of getting moved in this entire organization. Okay. Uh, if you're a minor leaguer, you're done. There we go. We just knocked out like 85% of the entire organization in about 30 seconds. So no minor leaguers are getting moved uh, because we are not buying. So there you go. That was fun. We knocked out a huge chunk in, in literally two seconds. So, man, we are really good at this, man. Give yourself a pat on the back. All right. The only other people that I can really see a, a possibility of being moved besides Scope, Grossman, and uh, Cisnero, I, I will admit there is, uh, there like, Buck Farmer's a, Look, man, I'm not, we're not going to get anything for him. Like, if he does get moved, it's literally going to be like, hey, man, here's 20K in cash or something. It's going to be a, either a player to be named later, and that player is going to be some 18-year-old D-level prospect that never makes it to double A, or it's uh, it's going to be for just straight-up cash considerations. But he's a guy that uh, has been in the majors for a while, Got off to a horrible start in his last outing, gave up two homers or a homer as well. Um, but had like a, a almost a sub two ERA in uh, in the since he got re- since he made his return to the majors after being DFA'd to uh, right before he gave up the homer in the crazy 17 to 14 game. Uh, he, he actually had had a really good like month and a half stretch there. So if, if a small deal. For like, for for him, like I said, and and you know, literally like like cash, <laughs> like we're not gonna get a prospect or anything out of him, um, but but that wouldn't be shocking to me. Um, like Michael Fulmer's not going anywhere. Gregory Soto's not going anywhere. Kyle Funkhauser's not going anywhere. Uh, on the offensive side, I mean, so uh, the only the. This is like, there's almost no way that I think this is happening. There's pretty much is no way that I think it's happening. But there is an off chance that if someone put together a a healthy enough offer, I do see a world in which Detroit Tigers could trade Jamer Candelario. Now again, I don't think this is happening. There's a 99.99 chance it doesn't happen. Okay? But... We are very deep organizationally at the corners. Torque has been playing a lot of third by most reports and by my own eyes, a not a bad third either, to be completely honest with you. But also, most predict, including myself, that he's going to be the long-term option at first. Okay. Then you have you have uh, like people like Gage Workman, who's gotten time at short but was drafted as a third baseman. Um, this, this organization is, is surprisingly deep at the corners. Isak Paredes, while again, I I think he's probably the long, like what the organization's dream scenario is, would be Paredes can be the long-term option at second. He has played more third than any other position in this organization. Uh, there's no shortage of third baseman if they wanted to move him. And he has a couple of years of control left. So it, my thought is, if you don't think Jamer Candelario is part of the future, and you don't think that the timing really adds up, you know, like 
Torque and them start coming up. The kids start coming up. Maybe, I don't know. Again, I I don't think this is likely. And I'm not even saying I would do this because I probably wouldn't. But if an offer is good enough for two years of control of Jamer Candelario, I could see a world in, in which he was moved. Okay, but that's very, very unlikely. I'm almost, like, almost so unlikely that it's not even worth talking about. But clearly, I think it's it's at least, you know, one in a billion chance that it happens. So I wanted to talk about it. Okay, and like to be honest, that's that's kind of it because I would say Matt Boyd, but he's on the IL. Matt Boyd should not be on this team. I love Matt Boyd. He is an incredible human being doing incredible things for the community. His foundation is amazing. Him and his wife are fantastic people. He should not be a Detroit Tiger and shouldn't have been a Detroit Tiger on August 1st, 2019. Nonetheless, August 1st, 2021. Us not trading Matthew Boyd at the 2019 deadline is one of the biggest screw-ups in, the, in in my lifetime of Detroit sports, truly, I don't I, I don't want to undersell. And I feel like you can probably hear in my voice that it just makes me mad just thinking about it. I truly don't want it to just be swept under the rug. The atrocity that was not dealing Matt Boyd at the 2019 deadline. It made zero sense to hold on to him then. It makes zero sense in hindsight. It made all the sense in the world. His value will never be higher than it was then and, and had never been as high as it was then. And in hindsight, it's st- there is zero point in, in human history, there is zero seconds that have gone by where it didn't make sense to move Matt Boyd <laughs> at the deadline in 2019. I'm a dramatic person. I'm sorry. Okay. So, but he's not going to get moved because he's hurt. And uh, you know what? While while if he was healthy, I would be pushing very hard to trade him. Very hard to trade him. I think it makes a ton of sense to trade him. It makes way more sense to trade him than it does to hold on to him. Still, even though you already screwed up once and didn't do it in 19, but it's not going to happen. It's not. And he's a free agent after uh, after next year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just that that's a whole conversation, honestly, for uh, for a different day. So that's just, 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 yeah. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to go any more down that rabbit hole. To be honest, we're, we're having a good time here. Um, so that like, I, there was some rumors about Turnbull. Like his value never was higher, kind of a thing. But Turnbull has so many years of control left. Um, and I think this team is headed in the right direction and actually on the come up now that I was very much advocating to not trade for uh, for Turnbull, not trade Turnbull away rather. Um, and then like everyone else is either hurt or has no value anymore. So that's like kind of it. You're looking at Grossman, who's like really unlikely, but more likely than Candy. Uh, you're looking at Cisnero, who's the second most likely, and then you're looking at Scope, who is the most likely. And you're looking at Candy, which is like damn near uh, almost certainly not going to happen. And that's kind of it, man. That's really kind of it. 
Which makes the fact that this team has three consecutive months over 500 even more impressive. That we have pretty much no value in this entire Major League team. And yet, here we are. Five games under 500 at the trade deadline. This team, baby. This team. All right. I rambled on for too long, and I'd already talked about how much the city meant, so so I don't need to go kind of back down that rabbit hole. But but what an awesome moment, man. Casey Mize was shoved tonight. Cade Cunningham became a piston. Steve Eisman said Mo Sider's going to be a Red Wing this fall. All in the same day. We are back. Believe that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before I send you away, be sure to listen to the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the MLB, the Tigers, just baseball in general. It doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. I need to like go for a run or a walk or something because I, I need to calm down. What what I'm just too excited. Such a fun night. I hope you guys are excited too, because this city really deserves it. More than anything. Oh, I love you, Detroit. Okay, let's uh let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Go to Therapy's Dope, peace and love, and I will catch y'all Monday if we stay quiet at the deadline. You might get a bonus episode out of me if we make a sizable like deal. We'll see. Okay, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see the kind of return and everything. Uh, but if not, at a bare minimum, you'll see me Monday. Thanks for listening. We are back, baby. Go Tigers.